Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of the PD Sports Podcast. We are finally here. doesn't matter that we are taking this for the second time around. As you can see, a little bit of a different setup here today. We've got some familiar faces for some and some new faces for others. Damo, Dom, Craig, welcome along. How are we going, boys? Oh, like, look, Craig's in the chat. That's all that matters. And for those that don't know who Quake is, to the bottom of the screen, he is just the resident guest as now on for every time we have a guest pool, isn't he? Yeah, exactly right. So every time you're going to see this lovely little orange box, that's just a, a bot that's helping us clean up the podcast, which is fantastic for us. So Dom, how you going, mate? Long time no speak. I've been better. Yeah, I've had better, been better sporting weekends. <laughs> Other than some results going my way, it's been fantastic, though. So I think we've been quite on the opposite end of a few of those results, which have been good. Obviously, big weekend of sport this weekend, FA Cup. Looks like we're all wearing red as well. We haven't even teed this up properly. So, um, yeah, I realised. Well done, guys. Um, and I think that's probably just a good segue uh, to go straight into last night's action. But before we do, thank you to everyone that has shared listen and pass the pod around uh it's been much appreciated uh to get us to 50 episodes who would have thought this time last year it's only been just over a year i think dame since we first 100 started um i'm just gonna make sure i get into full screen mode here as well um a year's gone by so quickly so thanks for everyone for their support but i think we might as well just get straight into it uh last night i'm gonna yeah. come from more of a neutral perspective tonight um with our analysis of the game i reckon if you were a neutral you would have absolutely loved that final you would have just loved to seen a goal over the 120 minutes but it had everything it had big challenges had big chances end to end i, I would have thought if you're not a Liverpool or chelsea fan you would have really enjoyed that game i'll start with with demo uh because yeah, i think you went through about 500 different emotions last night whilst uh- I did. Uh, we we're trying to watch the game and every two minutes you're messaging me saying that we're going to lose so let's just get your general take on on what happened last night before we do a deeper dive um just before that i'd like to also say thank you very much everyone for 50 episodes uh, obviously it's been an amazing journey with me and paul thank you to dom for occasionally being on the pod as well when every other guest that we've had on this is our second take and i know my first take around i did do a bit more of a uh 50 episode spill but uh you know on the second take we're just going to dive straight in um in terms of the game the emotion was quite high because after 20 minutes i thought we had it all won we had it done and dusted and my score prediction of 4-1 was coming in that i made in the first take of the pod um and then we obviously had the emotion of chelsea coming into the game i do echo the sentiment of paul saying that it was definitely a great game for the neutral it is probably the best new new i've ever watched because it probably should have been five all um and then, yeah, on top of that, I think the uh, the uh, the emotion comes out because you just don't want to be in a situation where we lose that game, we don't win the Prem, and then all of a sudden if we don't win the Champions like everyone's going to say our season was a failure. Yet we've played every game possible this year, so I don't know how that is a failure. Um, and that's how high the bar's been set. The fact that I'm sweating an FA Cup final just so our season is not called a failure and we've played every game of football this year is ludicrous and just how far Klopp has taken this wonderful club of ours and put it to new new heights. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to to sum up as well. And it's interesting because looking at some of the stats throughout, and I'll get, Dom, I'll get your thoughts on this one. For a game of so many shots, there were so few on target. And when you sort of think, you know, an entertaining nil-nil, normally you think 
that keepers are making big saves, but that really wasn't the case at all last night, really. It was, how'd you take it all probably from 20 minutes on, Dom? Because, uh, you know, as Damo sort of mentioned, I think we came out the blocks flying and if Thiago puts that goal in three minutes in, could have been a very different game. Yeah, like me and Damo talking during the game and we said the game should have been over after 10 minutes. The yep. Thiago chance, Diaz should be scoring, or if not scoring, at least squaring to Salah. So he had three choices and he made the wrong one. But other than that, he was I think I was I think he was best on ground for Liverpool. He created so much. But yeah, from the I thought after those ten minutes, I thought here we go, we're gonna get pummeled. But then from probably the hour onwards, I'd say we probably had an upper hand, especially with Salah coming off, throwing throwing off all the like, game plan essentially. He's your main man. I thought that next hour we should have at least scored one or two. Um, Allison pulls off two really good saves in the first half, one off Alonso and one off, I can't remember who else. And then Lukaku has that one in the 45th minute he should score. Yeah. Uh, Alonso hits the post, uh, sorry, hits the crossbar in the second half. That's actually a great save. The first half, yeah, always. Yeah, so the first five minutes of the second half, I think Chelsea had three really good chances. Came out flying. Uh, Robertson should have scored. He hit the post. It, like you said, it should have been about five all. And yeah, Diaz hit the post that, as well. Uh, second that, half. That was the craziest, new post. craziest nil nil I've ever seen. I don't know how one team didn't had how a team didn't score. Yeah, you're not wrong. So um, yeah, it's heart, heartbreaking. Pulisic, but, I think, was one that I felt. Looked like he was going to score as well. He kept. He had that himself. one in the first half where Chelsea Chelsea played the overload really well with the wing backs. I felt yeah. there was that one with Pulisic and then Alonso down the left. I felt like they played the overload really, really well, but just no to no prevail. But then Liverpool getting in behind really, really well, also to no prevail. So I think they both played how they exactly how they wanted to play. It just didn't come off, which is weird, but still great. It was a great game. It kind of fits the dynamic, though, of the four games we've played this season, too, though. So we've had two mm. nil nils, a one all, and a 2 all from four games. Oh, all four games have been ripper. Ripper games. I mentioned it on when we took the first take of the pod, pool that was going to go one or two ways this game, that our recent results against uh, Chelsea, I think straight back to Anfield and Lukaku starting, I called in the first take of the pod, Lukaku would start over Havertz um, because that physicality factor, if they played the two up top, um, you go back to that first game at Anfield, even with 10 men, Chelsea gave us a big run for our money with 10 men. Lukaku was immense that night at Anfield. And we mentioned that, you know, we have not beaten them this year over 90 minutes and we still haven't. And we haven't even beaten them over 120 minutes this year. Two yeah. games that have gone to a shootout. Um, and you have to feel so for Chelsea I think too. you haven't beaten. Yeah, I'm Europe, pretty sure. Europe and, Europe and England because yeah. you beat City in the FA Cup. Oh, We've yeah. been in everybody, I think, uh, apart from these yeah. guys, I think at least once this year. Um, but yeah, and you've got to feel for Chelsea because they came out and after that first, uh, you know, 20 minutes, they were very much in the uh, in the FA Cup and very much, I thought, in with a shot of winning it, probably should have scored. Like we said, I don't know if we're going into our deeper dive of the game just yet, but I've obviously got some, definitely some points that I want to bring up about the game. And a couple of boys, definitely one point that I think is a little bit... Uh, a little bit controversial, but uh, yeah, look, I think we were deserved winners only because I support Liverpool, no other reason. So it was just a toss of a coin and yeah. uh, really good spectacle and a good game to watch. Yeah, literally. Like uh, everything, that it's, it, you could flip a, a penalty shootout, you could flip a coin and you'd get the same probability. Yeah. And it's a, it's a harsh way to, to settle it. And 
it probably makes it a little bit worse that we've played each other twice now. Like, mm. and you know, for Chelsea, you know, league form, you know, aside, which hasn't been up and down. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Christmas, you, we mentioned this um, in the first take as well that you know you guys really could have been miles safe in third at, at this point mm. of of time, but you know it wasn't to be. But anyway, regardless, um, I think you, third's just about locked up if we're talking league. I think they just need yeah, one point. Yeah. I want to. I, I want to. Watford. I want to um, throw it to you there. Dom. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you gonna throw it to me, mate? 120 minutes, you lose the FA Cup final, you've got Leicester in a couple of days, squad's a little bit tired, you beat Leicester, any nerves about maybe even finishing outside the fourth Arsenal and Spurs win? The Spurs are playing I right think the probability three. of finishing fifth is about 1%. Because of Watford? It just means you're, it, you're yeah. playing a relegated Watford in the last game, so... You, you need a point you against a relegated Watford. You should <laughs> be home. fine. I just, just want to make your nerves jingle. Uh, if it was that Vicarage road, don't, I could yeah. see a world where... Yeah, if they weren't relegated or they were fighting for it, but I think yeah. we'll beat Leicester. They're fine. playing for nothing. Yeah, they're not really playing for anything. But um, if yeah, alrighty, I want to just take, into... take the third with the so sorry with the calamity that this season's been off the field. I think we just take third and Run with away. the injury, the injuries that they've had and off-field drama. I think thirds. Yeah, you take that. You take you, you take it and run, and you reset for next year. The new owners, Ben Chilwell coming in. Couple of players leaving, but if they, I think I've heard talks of Perisic, his deal is just about done. I think it's done. Even Perisic, so yeah, we're very excited for next year with the th- the top three. I think it's going to be incredible. Yeah, and maybe it's just a, a year behind schedule because everyone was tipping this year to be the the year where Chelsea maybe break the party at the top. But I want to get mm. into. Well, I think the league needs. Sorry, I think the league needs that the, the three teams that. going at it. Oh yeah. It just makes for a better spectacle having more than just mm. two or three, you know, every year. Yeah, so. or just city or city running away with it, which we've had a couple of times recently. They, those are the worst seasons. Yeah, and what I want to get onto is maybe a player or a moment that surprised you last night. My example was oh, I probably expected better output from Reese James, um, especially with how high Robbo was was bombing on last night. I'd was a bit disappointed, but probably you relieved that he wasn't more influential on the game. I felt you guys were a lot more damaging down the left. Maybe that's targeted at trying to get at Trent more, but I feel like if Reese James is on the end of a lot of the stuff that Alonso was doing, mm. could have made, I don't know, I just think maybe it's hindsight, isn't it? But Yeah, of, yeah. But I feel like the quality of Reese James probably is a lot higher than Marcus Alonso. Um, yeah. But who knows? That, that's who probably shocked yeah. shocked me. But yeah, you know, it just wasn't 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 on. Yeah. Oh, what was yours, Dom? I'm gonna let you uh, go next because mine's controversial. Oh wow. Um, probably. Oh, he does it every week. But Thiago Silva, his thirty six, thirty seven, his on ball defending is next level, and his ball playing. There's 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 balls he sprays wide. Yeah, so for good. his age and yeah, he's just been a. a a great signing. We're really glad we got him for that extra year for yeah. all the kind of crap went down with Abramovich. So uh, yeah, at his age to be still keep doing that shows age is number. Too. I was yeah. going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I was so, saying yeah, those, we need to yeah. get at him. You know, Diaz I'll, tries, yeah. laid him, or whoever like Pilia runs. You know, towards Silver, but every time we went near him, he was rock solid. He was really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably mine. Who's yours, Dame? 
All right, now before I continue, everybody, I love this player. I think he's fantastic, and I think he's going to be a massive club hero. And he reminds me a lot of two players merged into one. Where are you going with but this? I've got two problems with what happened last night. And if it happens in the Champions League final, we will not win the Champions League final. When you dominate a side like that for 20 minutes in a cup final, you have to score and put your chances to bed or else you allow the yep. opposition in. Yep. And secondly, when you get five big key cut chances in a final, you cannot win man of the match for me if you do not finish one. Luis Diaz plays like that in the Champions League final. He will be the reason why we lose it. Luis Diaz was nearly the reason why we lost the final last night and was not my man of the match at all, was nowhere near it. I know he created, I know he got in right spaces and right moments, but it looked like the occasion of the game got to him. I know it might be his first big major final in front of, you know, a massive, massive, massive English crowd. Second one. But for me, I'm expecting him to finish the first one-on-one when he put straight at Mendy. I'm expecting him with the one he hits that one, the post that, probably that one do that. That's should, fine. That's under should be his going legs, though. That one, first one, should be going across goal to Salah. Yeah. It's, it should either be a cutback or you see Mendy go down early. You don't put it at his leg. You put it high and that's in. I expect a player like Luis Diaz to finish that. The one that I don't think gets talked about enough, which was later in the game, he gets on his right foot. Mendy's a bit out of position. He puts it just past the post. Yeah, he hangs that on the post line and curls it in to midway into the side netting there. He scores, and if he's as good as we think he is, he should score. Um, so last night, Luis Diaz was potentially a couple of spot kicks away from being our villain last night because I honestly could not believe how he had not scored. And I think a lot of it came down to his end product. Do you think he was great? Think he was exceptional apart from the end product? And this is not a slate on him. I'm just hoping he learns from that experience to be a little bit more clinical because you cannot allow teams to come back in. If we do that against Madrid, we lose the Champions League final. It's as simple as that. Yeah, because um, Benzema yeah. gets one chance. He'll and away. he'll score straight away. And we can't yeah. be that side that dominates and plays that sort of football uh, with that well, sort of high line and not finish. Um, and man in the match really should have been Allison last night. Two massive saves. A save from Alonso keeps us in it from the free kick where he gets a little flick onto the bar. And um, what about Thiago? Yeah, look, I'm going to put something Thiago to you. Thiago was up there too. He was my man. Yeah, go, Thiago was very good. But he's always, he's, you, you know, he's always going to get a minimum seven, eight out of ten. Yeah. But I'm going to put something to you. I don't think Diaz starts. I think he starts Jota on the left in yeah. the final, the Champions League. I believe. I agree with I agree that. With that too. I, I like Diaz 75th minute tired legs type game. He'll great in the moment. Run at so Carvajal or whoever exactly. they can at right back. I mentioned that demo on Friday as well. You yeah. weren't 100 yeah, we sold on on Diaz starting, and I sort of came yeah. more from the approach of what Klopp likely to do more than what should he do and maybe yeah him running at a tired defence is probably you know more impactful I like him like that next year he starts nailed on for a whole year but I just think in this running I would prefer him off the bench at tired legs you ought to know what you're going to get and look if I'm complaining about that about Luis Diaz we've got quite the hell of a player on our hands can I put two things two things to you Liverpool fans um Oh, should I go the near one or the the, 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 the near future or the go, go near future and then post champions near future? Does Salah play, or yes. do you think that's precautionary? Because I think that's precautionary. precautionary. Yeah, precautionary. precautionary. He walks walk straight off. It was a groin proper groin yeah. injury. Same reason nice. that Verge yeah. came off. I reckon that was a plan. If we got to ninety yeah. minutes, Verge wasn't going to play another minute. I agree. Yeah, I also Fair think enough. that we will see more precaution taken with Southampton. I think if City beat West Ham tonight. We'll, we'll make 10 to 11 changes against Southampton 100% because the league will be done. Do Liverpool have a double game week? No, they don't. No. No, no, no. No, they don't. I think they're both on 36 games, aren't they? Yeah, 37. Oh, 36, sorry. Yeah. 36, yeah. And my next one, 
of your front five, do you see them all staying? Bobby, does Bobby go? I think Bobby's got to go. Nah, you want to know who I think's leaving, and I really hope it doesn't happen. It's Mane, Mane. and I don't want that to happen at all. I think do it's more important. Do you think Madrid come knocking? No, no, no. He's going to go to Bayern or all counts. Heard Bayern a yeah. lot. Yeah, apparently Bayern. Bayern are giving us money like Nabry, and I wouldn't want Nabry anywhere near this squad because I don't think he's good enough. But um, I personally money. think that it's more important for us to throw money at Salah than it, uh, sorry, money at Mane than it is at Salah at the minute. Who's I think Mane for them. Mane through the middle is next level where Tala, as much as he's a club legend, I know as much as he wants to stay on current form, you'd want Mane to make sure he sticks around. I think Mane is more that Jurgen Klopp type of player on the press as well. I just think Salah's yeah. obviously just the best at what he does. And he's once evolved he gets into the central the role too. And he's just so good. And he has to play on the left and then, you know, on the right, it is what it is. But... Yeah, I'd be holding on to Mane before Salah. I've been saying that for a I while, would be too. too. People think I'm I know. Crazy. He's your favourite player, Paul. He's your favourite player. But uh, And don't get me wrong, I love Salah, too. It's not like I've had enough with Salah. I'm not bashing Salah. I would love them all to stay. I just think if the one that's going to leave will be Mane, and it's out of the ones that one, want to keep, one, it's Mane. One goes. I think one in, in the summer, one goes. Yeah, Real Madrid, Barcelona, 100 well, million for Salah. Diaz, Jota, they're only just joined. So not, well, not they're either of them are going. going. It's Salah's one of the original. Yeah, I don't think Bobby though. leaves. I think it's Bobby. I think Bobby goes goes to... I don't think he deserves to be playing saying... more often. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I think he goes. Yeah, I look, I can see a world where he does go. Um, I'm not going to dispute that, but I don't know. I think he's still got a lot to, to give um, to this team I as think well. he's won everything. What more the does only, he... only reason I don't think he goes is two reasons. He's very much a Jurgen Klopp type player and he knows that exactly that Jurgen will use him, especially in the big games. If Bobby was fit in this run in, he would have played probably the Champions League semi, would have probably started yeah. the final because he loves him in the big games. I don't think he starts the Champions League final because of the injuries he's had, but you will see no him way. probably get used in that. Um, and the second reason I think he stays is that Brazilian connection we have at Liverpool is quite a close unit. And I think Bobby doesn't want to leave that. I think Bobby's that sort of player that if someone said you've got a five-year deal and you end your career at Liverpool in five years' time, he probably says yes. Where I think Mane and Salah may probably go, uh, depending on the money. Where I think Bobby's just like, give me that contract. It reminds me a lot of Lucas Leiva, who would have just stuck around Liverpool's reserves if he had to, because he just loved being in the city, loves being with the boys. Um, and I think Bobby's that same sort of mould. But who knows? And if he leaves, he's done everything. And I would say... That's why I think he does that, because he's, he's won everything. And he can go do more... Depends yeah, on what his ambitions are, though. If he wants to stay at Liverpool, yeah. if he's happy, he's settled, he he's got to, young kids. You know what I mean? Like, you can't to, predict that, yeah. too. You've got to think, for you coming into a World Cup, players want minutes. Nah, he'll be he'll be there regardless for Brazil. There's no, I don't see a world where he's not playing in the World Cup. Yeah, but none of us does do. He st- does he start? Yeah. Where he plays in the 10. Who, 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 over who play, over who? Jesus. Where he plays the 10, to be honest. Yeah. Who knows? I would say so. Yeah, look, I, I don't think with, with Divock going as well, that's already announced. So, where's he going? AC Milan. Oh, no, that's that's bloody good for them. Yeah, yeah. that's massive. So that's why that's I, I think we're a bit more apprehensive to probably let another one go unless someone's coming back in the other way. So, Minamino, what's happening with him? Don't know, but Jurgen loves him. I, I want him that. still. I want him still because for what I've seen from when he's played this year, he's actually finally looked really good. Just has not got anywhere, nowhere near as much minutes. And if we lose Mane or Salah, I actually think he slots on on the right and plays quite well there. And he can play on the left and he can play through the middle if he needs to be. Especially with Dibok leaving. I don't want anyone else at that front side to leave. Yeah, unsettle it more. Um, where do yeah. you, if you can sign one player, sorry, one position? 
Number six. This summer. Yeah, same. Defensive mid. Cover Fabinho when he's out. I think Fabinho, you're never going to get a full season out of him. He's going to be... Yeah, we've never had that. He's he's always got those injury... Yeah. Yeah. Even for game management. He's he's not playing the final, is he? He's out for the final. He will play the final. No, Champions League final is fine. He'll be fit. If we really wanted him, he could play Wolves, but he won't play Wolves. We won't risk that. Unless the Champions League. Unless the... Yeah, you know, the on. on the line. Yeah. And even then against Wolves, I don't think we risk him anyway. So we're hearing that Chimani um, from Monaco is the, the one at the moment, Dom, that looks to be coming through the door. Um, He's more of a box-to-box, they're saying. Yeah, I mean, who knows? He's a bit more defensively minded than that, I think. But I can't say I've actually Klopp, watched him. If Klopp wants him, I'm happy. He'll mould him. That's, that's, a, that's the way I see it. If Klopp says he wants a player, that's the player we're getting. But yeah, yeah, like even Fabinho, he does, he's not a you know bog standard number six that just sits there and screens though. So it, it is a bit different. It's a bit of a different role to say how City use Rodri. So the register for us, if you put it in FM terms. Yeah, a bit more aggressive, gets more involved, yeah. higher up the pitch. We Agreed. tend to just defend with a two, which you know isn't fantastic, but. Regardless of, I'm sure we're going to have plenty of opportunities to talk about transfer window and whatnot um, over the next month or so uh, once the season winds down. Someone again who caught the eye for me last night was Kanate. Uh, once again, he's just getting better and better and better um, with with more games that he's playing. And and Matty, I think it's almost a change of the guard uh, last night for that you know second centre-back spot next to Verge. I think we'd be stupid not to start Kanate against Madrid. He just looks like he's going to mould into Virgil van Dijk and people forget how young he is and he's so quick. He's like he's got Joe Gomez's speed with Virgil's physicality. I know this is going to be a really high thing to say, but he could honestly be as good as Virgil van Dijk when he hits his prime, which is ridiculous. And uh, he's twenty-one playing as well. I think he's only 21, I think. He's got plenty yeah, of time. It's just mind-boggling. What a signing. Yeah. Very underrated and it's very similar to... Um, the way Fabinho got moulded in, very slow, uh, spoon-fed, and then just goes bang, sort of halfway through that first season. And Same I was, Andy yeah, pretty well. Oh, Robbo had a bit more. Oh, I guess yeah, Canales had a lot of competition as well. I was going to say Moreno was kind of taking up half a season of Robbo's development, which in hindsight you'd probably wouldn't give. Wouldn't call that competition. You'd give Robbo <laughs> that extra six months and just let him play because we all knew what Moreno was like. But regardless, someone who caught my eye from the blue side of the match last night in particular was, was Pulisic. He's someone who, especially more recently, I've been very critical of um, in the moments that I'd seen him. Although he didn't score, I thought going forward, he was definitely the live wire. Uh, and every time that the fast breaks came about last night, oh, he was the one I was worried about. Obviously, end product still probably a question, Dom, and you can probably comment on it more than I can. But... I feel like he has been popping up a little bit more and he's been a bit more clinical um, in front of goal, either with assists or with goals. But he actually showed a lot of promise um, with like working with Lukaku. The minute that that dynamic changed up front, you guys didn't look like scoring, in my opinion. The minute Loftus-Cheek came on up front. I don't understand yeah. that sub at all. That was and then to take him off too, which was just even I weirder. I don't get it at all. I think Pulisic's problem is, firstly, I think he doesn't have the engine to run out games. He's not like Mount where he can run for days. And yeah, that end product is... Developing. Sorry, it's a, con- <laughs> it's a consistent end product because he'll go and score worldy or be in the right place at the right time. I think like it was against Everton or West Ham. 
scored a last minute winner. Yeah. His um his moving into the box is almost hazard, almost hazard like. Yeah. It's just that end product. He's yeah. a very smart player, but if he gets that end product, but he's dynamic. So and he's he consistency can... though too with minutes. Like if you're gonna play yeah. him, then they'll come. Yeah, I think you you see him yeah. play a bit more next year. Tushu was the uh, one who um re-blooded him. Brought him out. Yeah, at uh Oh Dortmund, at Dortmund, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you with the that you might see if you see a bit more a couple of players leave here and there next year. You see him get a lot more events into him, which is what he needs because I think he's a good player when yeah. he's on. You could definitely see the class, like, and the mm. and how direct he was, and that was what was damaging, like, and especially in these bigger games, like that's sometimes what you need. You can have your, you know, creative, crafty guys like your Havertzers and whatever, but you know sometimes you just need that guy that can just get into that space and chase a ball down or put the pressure on the press on, and then you know create something that way. So that's how I sort of looked at his game I thought Lukaku was actually quite good he did have that chance in the first half where he just has to put that on target um, yeah as he's, he's it, a yeah. full stretch though he just too. has to keep it just has to keep it lower because that's Alisson's going nowhere near that yeah with the amount of power that they had on it power and going top corner so I think yeah that's definitely one he should finish but his past month has been like it's like a new player if he keeps that up going into next year yeah. He could be really dangerous because he's that is just his movement, his hold up play. He brings players involved, brings players into the game. Just, I think this new system. I think he just wants to be yeah, new system, and he wants to be there. I think Tuchel's finally realised he has to put someone alongside him. So they've been yeah. off this five at the back with the two wingers. Let the wing backs really create the rift and put these two guys up front. Starting yeah. to suit Lukaku a bit more. I still thought Tuchel last night would have. Uh, well, I called that he would have started Lukaku in the pod that we didn't actually get out in the end pool because of the audio. Um, and take one, but once I'm, you know, maybe to get a hindsight, I was surprised he'd probably go to that system to start with Havertz because he's uh, no, so Havertz, dynamic. Havertz is injured. Oh, okay, really that's why it was in the no, squad. Havertz that's probably what it is. No, yeah. it wasn't in the squad. No, he had right. a hamstring niggle. Oh. Okay, no, so he probably does go Havertz, and Mount, oh, that's yeah. which I think is that best front three. I think that is two. If you're playing it with two and a one, not yeah, that, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I agree with that. And look, if you play like that, it's going to be really good to watch next year as well. And I want Lukaku to succeed because A, I think he's a fantastic footballer and I like watching him play. But secondly, from a fantasy FPL asset, it's just nice to have another striker that's actually scoring goals. And um, for Liverpool fans, you want Chelsea to be competitive. Yeah, because we want to them to take points off City. Take points off City and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. We, want, we, want, we need it. We need it. If we're going to win a league, we need it. Same yeah, league, we need a stronger league. We need to be out two hours. 100%. All right. Oh, yeah. I think we've dilly-dallied enough around this topic. But we've got to break down those penalties from last night. Go. Which, compared to the Carrier Cup final, I felt they were night and day. Um, obviously, oh, yeah. I, we were missing four of our five, I think it was, that took penalties yeah, we in the first five. Fabinho. Fabinho, Salah. Verge, Fabinho, Salah. Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. Three. I think there's one more. Uh, Maybe three. Nah, three. No, 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 first five. One. I'm talking about. Oh, first five. No, it's only three. Milner, three three or five, Milner. though, is still a big gap. Yeah, it's three. Yeah, and I didn't think many of them were that good, other than Jota. Jota's was good. And Jorginho. Bobby. Alonso I think had Bobby's Alonso's was, was Bobby's was underrated. Alonso's side netted. Tiago's was Thiago's good. good. Alonso side netted. Yeah. I think if you break them down by how they went, 
Milner's first one. Milner was never good on It wasn't a great Milner's penalty, though. Mendy. It wasn't a greatest penalty. It's nice out for the keeper. Mendy should react enough to stretch his hand up and save it, but it is what it is. Uh, I know Bobby's with the starter step. I never like it. The only thing he did well was he realised Mendy went early and down early, and he put it high. It was the only reason why it was a good penalty, because if he hits that low, it's a save. But for Bobby's present mind in that last moment to then make it come up makes it a good penalty for me. Um, but I look at uh, I look at Mane's penalty and it was pretty telegraphed. That was dreadful. I look at um, Mane's. It was an dreadful. awful pen. Mane's was kind of like he was just praying yeah, that Mendy yeah. went to his right and he just wanted to roll it in. That's what that, that's what Mane's was to me. It was just yeah, yeah. I'm going to pick the side and if he goes the right way, then we're going around again. Otherwise, yeah. if he goes the wrong way, then I've won it. If I'm Mane, you know I'm doing what Reese James does, man. I just smack it up the middle. And if Mendy's got the bullies to stay up the middle, then good yeah, on you. He never does. Yeah. He never I does. think you could have smacked it regardless. A fifth like, that's one. Why uh, and Mounts don't look as bad. Obviously, they're bad because they miss, but look, they put their foot through penalty, it. Asby's penalty wasn't that bad to be quite the outside of the post, like, though. That's a yeah. five, five mil other way, yeah. centimetre other way. inside the post and in, and it looks brilliant. Same way Thiago's Samuel Tiago is so cool, calm, collected, but it's five mil the other side. He's missed. He's dragged. I just think you have to penalties. You put your foot through him regardless. Just pick your spot. That's why I don't like the stutter step. That's why I was surprised Jorginho didn't have the stutter step. No, I think he's going to bin it now. He's missed a couple of big penalties lately. Yeah. Yeah. And we're dicking around. If a keeper just decides to stand up to a stutter step, you then got to generate power with one step. And because you've come from your original momentum, it's so hard to then regenerate power, which is always as a keeper. And it's the reason why they players do it. Because if you stutter step, um, and you know, once you start a step and then as a keeper, you move, you're fucked. That's yeah. the whole reason they do it. So, um, the fact that he's binned it probably shows that starter step's probably going out. For, yeah, well, he's you know, missed out of two fashion. for Italy. He yeah. missed the one against us because Alison Keller has stayed big and he panicked and yeah. dragged it. So, you yeah. know, if you're missing those type of penalties in big moments, then you probably are going to bin it. The other one for me that stood out. Um, I had it on the top of my head and I can't even remember now. Um, the McCast stands out for me. There's obvious reasons to that. I just yeah, think it's well, a nicely taken penalty after Mane's missed. After you've seen one of your big penalty takers miss, he steps up and just rolls at bottom bin. Well, Jola probably filled him with a bit of confidence as well. That does help with the penalty beforehand. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, look, Mount, I don't want to go into it because it's not much to talk about. It's a good save, but Great I save. can now see why... The decision in the Carabao Cup. I don't. I, I want to get your thoughts on it, Damo, first. But yeah, I I understand. Like Mendy doesn't look solid diving high. Like, and Nick made a really good point last night when I was with him. He kind of just falls. Like his his dive doesn't does. seem powerful. Like it's not springy. He just moves and collapses and. If that's what they're seeing on the training, I mean, Mendy's a fantastic goalkeeper. I've got, you know, I'm not saying there's anything to do with his ability, but he didn't look like saving a penalty unless it was hitched practically straight at him, which is what Mane's was. Saving penalties. Um, what was that, Dom? The way I view it, I said he never looks like saving a penalty. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, the way the way I look from it as a goalkeeper perspective, Mendy's the type of guy that in a one on one you'd love to have him because he makes himself big, knows where to come, knows how to rush. I, I yeah. like him coming for crosses because he's commanding. But the one thing he lacks, and you see it in the penalty shootout, is natural explosive movement. When you need to make a penalty save, it's a big explosive movement and have springs to go up or slash down. 
or as you drive, you can like double Hold. react. Like yeah. as you drive from side, you can go up or down from there. For me, Mendy's very good at going low in that situation. He's got natural spring low or his natural explosive movement low. He lacks the ability to push off one leg late, late movement and make and that big save high. going up higher. It's also the lack of reach too. And that's why Mane, as he saves, like Mane puts it mid-height or higher, even Mendy going the right way with his natural falling movement that he has in a shootout, he ain't making the save because he's just not going to be in the spot that he needs to be there, Mendy. Um, and I think that's why they bring Kepa on because when you watch Kepa, you know, normally, apart from the Cabaret Cup final, make penalty saves, he's got that big explosive unit with a big frame and he gets up and he gets down. Mendy's bigger than you. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say that it's a massive difference having a bigger, taller keeper in a shootout because it matters about the technique, but obviously the extra reach does help. But I just feel like Kepa's natural spring is better than Mendy's in that situation, which is a massive advantage and why Allison makes a really powerful save, which, to be fair, I think if Mendy goes the same way because he can fall onto it, still makes that yeah, save. But it wasn't a great penalty. It's a, different, it's, it's, a, it's a different type of save. You know, Mendy's save, he's fallen onto Mane's and if it was any higher, he's, you know, whatever, you know, Mane makes it. But Addison would have saved that if it went bottom bin or if it went higher because he's already had that natural spring and then reacts. He drop, you know, he goes up and then drops the hand to react where yeah. Mendy's just full and anything up that way, like uh, Bobby's. If Allison's facing Bobby, Allison saves. Kepa faces Bobby's penalty. Kepa saves. Yeah. Mendy faces Bobby's penalty because of that natural falling movement. It's a goal. All righty. So with orders or with takers, was there anybody that shocked you guys that didn't take one? I'll start with Dom. Dom? Uh, uh, I can't remember who was on the field. Um, I'm trying to think who didn't take one. I've got one name that stood out, which for, for a Liverpool perspective was a bit of a shock. That in yeah, seven, he didn't who? take one. Who? Hendo. Oh, no, not a good penalty taker. Poor That's penalty obviously record. what I've learned. From from that, but he it's probably in the Euro final either. No, he 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 would have been penalty take eight or nine. Okay. He, he's not the. That's probably good leadership saver. then. Yeah, That's he good knows leadership that too. to then have every, everyone else take them. My big him and Canate can sit at the back of the line. <laughs> my my big shock is we he didn't take him off to bring on a penalty taker. To the fact Who did he bring on? About him taking one, but Who I would have probably brought. Divock. I would have brought. I would have brought Divock. Oh yeah, sweet. That's a good shout. Curtis James. But you know my feeling on this pool. I don't like bringing players. Yeah, on neither do I. I would have brought him on 105th yeah. minute, and then he got 15 minutes in the legs because he may have won the game as well. Did it with well. Noble? Did it with yeah. Mark Noble? Yeah. Oh yeah, that and was Nicole. dreadful. I mean, Chelsea brought on Aspilicueta who missed. Yeah, but I'm yeah, talking but more about Barkley game. though. I think Barkley's more the oh, one that came think... on for it. Yeah. Do you? Oh, I get what you're saying, but he still come on in that. No, he didn't. Barkley. He oh, came on no, for Loftus right. Cheek right at the end for like two minutes. Yeah, yeah, Barkley did, yeah. But why the hell did Loftus cheat? Come on, that's what I want to know too. Like, what was the benefit oh, of having him? Weird. Yeah, and you got Werner there. I don't know. Yeah, how are you thinking if you weren't? I've tired defence. You want to get out there and you bring Loftus cheek to get dragged in your position. He won't have gone. He would leave. He'd have to go. I'd be walking. Hey, you take 20, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take him for 20 mil. Oh, man, imagine you slap him on the left as a rotation player. Yeah, yeah. All right. Any, any last final thoughts before we get into some questions, guys? Because we do have a few um, to get through. Yeah. Uh, West, Ham, was... West Ham. West Ham City. West Ham City. Tonight. West Ham City. Tonight. Sorry, we're talking about the final. Oh, well, no, I was no, talking more about the final. Yeah. Oh, just quickly, when I was watching, I just thought, 
it's they are so Chelsea and Liverpool are so far clear as the best knockout cup teams. teams. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So far clear of City when it comes to knockout tournaments. Hundred percent. Time yeah, and time again. Mentality. Time and time again have just shown the quality to make final after final in the last three four years. For yeah. us though, I think big moment for Liverpool though. First time since twenty twelve that we made the final. First time since oh six that we've won it. I think that's wow. So that's Plus where people off. that don't have the understanding of why it means so much to the Liverpool supporters and the club, for a team that's won it now seven times, I think. Correct. Last yeah. night was our seventh. Last night, yeah, it was the seventh. That's huge because it's been a big curse. Even with Brendan, we'd sort of been around the mark and we'd fall to freaking Villa and whoever else. We'd play in Palace in semis and whatever and not get through. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so for, for me, that that's where... You know, people say, oh, whatever, it's only the FA Cup. But it's only the FA Cup to people Huge. that don't win it. You know what I mean? So yeah. if Man United supporters that are saying that, if they win it, they're probably thinking it's the kickstart of a, a rebuild. That was Liverpool's eighth. That was the oh, eighth. Okay, well, we were on even better. Before then. Three, three even with Chelsea. For That's me, right. it's the most traditional cup competition in world football. Why wouldn't you want to win it? I'm, I'm a big believer that we should keep the tradition in the game, but we're not going to go down that you know route of talking about what the FA Cup should or shouldn't be like. But, but um, I reckon that it's a massive competition. And for us, it could be the kickstart of what could be a really, really crazy next few weeks. And even if we can walk away with a, a cup treble, that's still Huge. unbelievable. In, in a time where Man City's Man City as well, to be able to walk away with a with a domestic double and a treble potential and a European treble, that's just next level. Like and to to finish second in this league is, is still a massive achievement, which unfortunately we've done more than enough times in the last few years. So Yeah. I think from the, the final sort of last bit from the cup final, it's one that doesn't have the you know, that grabbing moment in it like a lot of finals do but it's one that i still think is going to be a memorable final which means that it's you know a highly contested and an even game as damo's alluded to big game um with man city west ham obviously you know man city have all eyes on, on this premier league and expect them to come home pretty strong and west ham i don't know i think they're just too far gone now to really make a a move at doing anything to help us out. See, I've got a different perspective on this. Everyone's forgetting one massive thing about this game for West Ham. Yep. It's Mark it's Noble's last game in front of his home fans. He, they're going to go absolutely ballistic. He's not only playing. Pardon? They will playing. go ballistic. He's, they're going to go ballistic, man. They'll go this ballistic, but be... this City team's good enough to overcome that. I believe that tonight will be the night that the title race will be back on. You're cutting out a bit, Dom. The city's going to win about 5-0. Yeah, nah. this West Ham team's jaded massively. They've played a lot of football with a small squad. I think they're, they're done. They look they're gassed. I, I, I am going to believe until we cannot do it. Even if it means Coutinho scoring seven on the final day, I will believe. Nah. I've, I've written it off. Happen. I've written they it off. Spurs at the moment, Burst. Yeah, I'm trying no, to get I'm it up because they've apparently just got a pen. Yes. Uh, Tottenham have a penalty in the 52nd minute. Oh, yeah, four, nil, nil. Yeah, nil, nil. That Kane, oh, that... Yeah, Kane just scored it. There we go, oh, good fuck. fantasy points. You ruined it. Well, I'm watching it on my phone. No, you're a bit ahead of me. Good penalty. Great penalty. That's why I reckon you're cutting out, Dom, since you put this stupid game on. 
All right, we got some Let's... questions to get through. We got one yes, new one, Damo, cool. from Friday. Um, okay, there we go. So we'll start Throw with it. it. So yep. young Nick has a big question for us. Does Trent have what it takes to become the best right back slash English footballer ever? I'm going to Dom first. Best right back of all time. Yeah, best right back and then Probably. slash English footballer. English footballer, no. That's a big, big thing to do, especially as a right back. Best right back of all time is Danny Alves. Yep. As he he's young. He's only 23. And he's got the full stack at Liverpool. He can, yes. But, uh, yeah, he can, yes. But Danny Alves changed the position. Yep. I'd have I to agree with that. Changed. I think Trent's changed the position again, though. Nah, Danny Alves was the one, was the pioneer of a right. He like, was. My... I, I'm not going to dispute that. I've got one I parameter think... for the English footballer thing, Damo, before you answer. I think yeah, Trent okay. could be the best English footballer if he transitions into playing that number eight role. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he technically... I, I would take him over Phil Foden in my squad if I'm picking from scratch. Yeah. Foden's a fraud. Uh, it was against Watford. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going to stay impartial. Danny Alves, for me, is still the best right-back in the world as of right now. And there's been good right-backs. Carlos Alberto was the first of a generation. I really start bombing on back in the 80s. And he's probably up there. Cafu. Uh, yeah, Cafu's another one, but he was defensively absolutely sound. I think Trent will be up there in that conversation yeah. by the end of his career if he stays injury-free. I think the question I've already used, boys, is he have to leave Liverpool and win elsewhere to become the best right-back nah. in the world? No. Nah. This is English. English just stay, English just stay in England. If home town, home club. I I think. Well, if it goes to Real Madrid of, and then wins everything there, you know what I mean. I, I I think Trent. If England win a World Cup and Trent's part of that World Cup squad that wins it and a big you know big figure of it and has a stellar World Cup, you know like what he does for us gets a few assists. England win the World Cup. Any others doesn't I, have the World Cup. But the, I think. I think Trent will become if England win the World Cup the best English player to ever play for England. I think it's there, even as a right back, because I just think there's potential that Trent could, you know, wing. They would say if they do win this World Cup, yeah. With the eyes will be on Harry Kane, it'll be all about Harry Kane, especially if he's Golden Boot or something. Then he'll be the. Though he will probably have the more to say. Yes. Well, then I look, yeah, fair enough. I guess then we don't take the domestic factor into it. Then, if we don't do that, then. Take the domestic factor into it. There's probably a lot of guys that probably are up there for English best ever player. Uh, factor into things because there's only a tournament every four years two and then or two. Yeah. Two years. I think, I think Trent's got the ceiling. Put it this way. I think Trent's got the ceiling. It's a big ceiling to probably reach the top of, but he'll yeah. be in the conversation for both by the time he's yeah. done. I have to agree and just, we, should, we should just enjoy it. Yeah. All right. We'll move on because we do have a few other ones that I want to get to before we wrap up. Um, being mindful of time. Russ Bus, if you could take one player from your rival, who would you take? And Russo is saying that he would take Son from Spurs. Dame, I'll go to you first whilst Dom thinks of his from a rival. Actually, before we go, Dom, who are you thinking? Who who would you say is Chelsea's main rival? Oh, for us as Australians? Yeah. Growing up watching the game, then it changes because we're not, we don't live there. We don't know the, like for Liverpool. Saying it's Fulham if, if you're there. You can't, for you guys, you can't say it's Everton. I don't care we, what anyone We based ours on Everton. Yeah, we based ours on Everton. 
Yeah, but you don't know like the true. For yes, you, we do. Should be men, you know. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> that, that is, what do you mean? There's the only other team in the town. They're, yeah. they're 500 meters away from each other. You can't hey, tell me they're not the rival. Oh, you want to know why Everton fans hate us so much? We got banned because the highest of the size. The whole English football got banned. <laughs> I love it. That's the best. Right? So because in, of what we did to Juventus. Era. During that whole era, Everton were out there pomp and blame us for them not winning a Champions League, which is great. I love it. That is the definition of shit as a Never wish it happened ever to Juventus or any Juventus fan or anything like that. that passed away. That we... We uh, it's great that we ruined everything's hopes, even though not <laughs> rightly for the right thing. But if you want to quiz me on why I know Everton's our biggest rival, mate, come on, just just let's Guys, go. It's harder for us. It is harder for us, but I watch documentaries in my sleep on this. Oh, it's harder for Chelsea, Damo, is what he's saying because they don't have a. True. They're in the what west of Fulham. London. Fulham's always been up and down. You have Mitrovic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Always, mate. Or Clint what? Dempsey back in the day. <laughs> what a player! Now have a think, Dom and Damo. I'll get you. You can pick. You can just pick from a London club that's not Spurs or Arsenal. <laughs> All right, because they're just they are the only other like London oh. teams that I feel like have a real established rivalry. So you can pick yeah, any other London team. Is that fair? Any- Okay, so I'll give. Uh, so let's do. I'll put a twist on think Russo's. We'll do a player from a top, fellow top six club, and then from Everton or London club. Yeah, all right, that's all right. fine. Well, so we'll go Paul, through our Everton want, ones first. So then that gives us time to think. You want to say what you went with last time when you were thinking about it, or you want? Yeah. Oh, look, if you've thought about it since Friday, you can go with someone new. Obviously. No, no, no. I haven't. I'm going to give the same answer. Oh well, then you go ahead. Um. So on Friday we had this chat. Me and Paul went back and forth, and. Uh, I had this player picked out straight off the bat. I'm, I'm happy where Paul went with his decisions as well. It's a case that not anyone in that Everton squad gets into our starting 11, but I'm a big believer in Mersey in, in the Merseyside lads and obviously being from the town. And I think that the fact that Gordon's broken into the Everton side shows a lot about him. I would take him as a bench player rotation option, knows the city and can maybe develop into a better footballer. But um, yeah, I think he would be a great, great asset in order to, you know, to have him around the squad. Would I say go pick him up, Liverpool? Probably not. But, um, you know, I him just and think Elliot he, together. He, he, he would show a lot of fight for the shirt, I think, being there from the, from the, uh, from the town itself. Yeah. Um, and young talent. Fits the mould. Good, looks direct. Mine was, I had two, um, depending on sort of what way you wanted to go about it. I was looking at, for someone that gives you the flexibility, so if we're to lose a Mane in particular, I'd love a Richarlson to come in the other way. Can play left, right through the middle. Um, you know, does everything, fights the shirt, very Diaz-like um, in his approach. But the realistic signing for me that I'd take right now is Allen to yeah. help strengthen up the midfield. Um, I think he'd be fantastic for us. So, Dom, I agree. Who you thought? I, I don't know if you're trying to, Talk because I can see your mouth moving, but I didn't get any audio from you whatsoever. I don't know if you muted yourself or not. But... No, I just said he's a player. He's a good that Alan. Oh yeah, yeah, Alan is. All right, so your top six player, Dom. Who would you go after? Oh, do you want to do? Oh, you just did your rival. So should I do? I oh, do your rival then. Yep. Yeah, I do your rival. Um. Oh, uh, from a London club, Michael Alise from yeah, Crystal Palace. Yeah, good pick. Bowler, he is going to be a star. Yeah. Good pick. All right, yeah, he had such a good year. 
Yeah. Yours could be uh, getting you. Gallagher back from loan. <laughs> Pardon? Does Gall- how does Gallagher fit in next year, speaking about Palace? Kante goes. One of Kante or Jorginho goes. Yeah. Jorginho goes. Kante's still unreal. Yeah. So I think yeah, Gallagher's has to play. But yeah, Michael Olise, kid's a star. Going to be a star. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. All right, Damo, top six club. Who are you taking? It's a big question, that, because there's a lot of good talent. Like, what do we need? I guess we need a backup to Fabinho. So then does that mean I just start take Kante? Like, is that what we do? You take uh, Rodri. Yeah, you take Rodri if you're doing you that. You take Rodri as well. Um, I want to go a different way. I just, but it's hard to justify. Who gets into our team? We're so good. Um, I've told you already who I'm taking without, you yeah. should know this. I don't know who you're taking. I'm going to guess Pauls. He no, plays for, does he play for City? Nah. Nah. If I, say, if I say the club, it's going to be a giveaway. Um, but I'm taking Harry Kane. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, the way we play, it. he would dominate. Absolutely dominate. And that would be my response to City getting Haaland as well. Like, if we lose Mane, I'm throwing yeah, kitchen we... sink it at Harry Kane and going, do you want to win? Prove it. Yeah. Prove you are worth what you think you are worth. I'd, I rate that. If we lose Mane, then throw in the kitchen sink. But Daniel Levy will not sell him for anything less than 200 million. We won in 120 last year. Yeah, I think he wanted 120 last year. He's a year older. He's a year closer to that contract expiring. He's got less leverage. We'll take him. Put 100 on the table and say, do you want to be competitive or not? Because here's 100 million to go and invest in the rest of your team. That's how I do it. And I go, if you don't want him, then in 18 months' time or whatever it is, a year's time, we'll get him for nothing. <laughs> I like that. If we lose Mane or Salah. Yeah, in that case of us losing a superstar, then he's who I want to come in the other way because yeah, Diaz Jota can stay out wide, came through the guts. That's a realistic signing if we lost someone big. Yeah. You never know. I like that. Great shout, Paul. I already knew you were saying that, but that's a great shout. Dom, where are you going? Top six. From top, can I say Erling Haaland? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, we'll give it to you. It's his side for City. Oh, no. Okay, if I hadn't picked Haaland, it'd be a 50-50 between Sun. Yep. Because he fit into the three, because he's he's, he's unbelievable. Right foot, left foot. Or Verge. Yeah, Yeah, I see that. Especially if with Rudiger, Rudiger leaving, imagine being able to replace him with a Virgil. That'd be nice crazy. Legs. Yeah, so that's mine. All right. Two. This question's probably going to be more aimed at Dom this week now, Damo, after we did give our sort of thoughts on this one from Dim, the first one, yeah. part of his. Actually, before we get into it, this is a short answer question because we actually went into a lot of depth on this one on Friday, Damo. But we did. with Helen going to City... Um, Will they finally win the Champions League? Yes or no? No. Damo? No, because Pep will overthink it. Yep, and I'm of the same opinion. I'm a no as well because if they couldn't do it against Leon in a semi in a quarterfinal, then I'm just going to keep believing that they'll find a way to flop <laughs> in big games. Liverpool win multiple before City win another one. That'd be fantastic. Well, we oh. I'm going to make a very brave, brave statement. City will not win a Champions League before we're in our 50s. Oh, jeez. I'll yeah, fill it up by then. They'll get one. That's a, a while away still. No, I just don't see them winning one. They need some culture. All right. If they couldn't win that team. 
I need a bit of mentality, monsters. Yeah, well, that's going to be a whole new squad. <laughs> All right, Dim's first part. All right, what are our first opinions on the new Chelsea owner? He's worried um, that he's not going to be as 100% committed uh, due to his commitments with the Dodgers. Um, and he's known to let the clubs take control of his money, though, which is a positive. Dom, I've got no idea about anything to do with these owners. Do you know anything? And what are your thoughts about them coming in? Uh, historically, American owners don't um, don't do. But he's committed one point five billion pounds already to not transfers, but the club, That's Cobram, good. the women's team, the youth academy, and obviously transfers as well. So he'll be he'll, he'll be good, and the club went through this massive process, went through whole different consortiums, owners to pick who they wanted. And I don't think, don't think they'd sell to a person who wouldn't be fully committed. That's, that's the answer. Yeah. yeah. And they already talked action in the transfer window with Perisic, Kunde and Gvardigol. Gvardigol oh and yeah, the centre-back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll just Just-go. be the Chelsea, which is good for the league. Yeah. Good. I don't have to agree. And I don't really have much to really say on top of that. I don't know, Dame, if you do, but... I'm going to just say what I said at the end of our discussion to Dim, because um, we went lengthily into this, but I'm going to say what I said at the end last time, Paul, which is Dim, he seems to be a guy that knows how to let the clubs take control of the money. He doesn't sit there and just overmanage. You're never going to find an Abranovich who's solely into the club. The fact that he's able to go into a club, have other investments, means he's probably a very good businessman. Um, and a different type to like Arsenal's or United's money um, owners that just there for probably profit. So I think it's an exciting time. Give him a chance. Seems to be like he's quite a smart lad and has a very big sporting background. And, you know, look at us. We have American owners, but they want to build sustainability for the future. We've built that. Maybe that's something that he might bring to Chelsea, which is only a good thing for your football club. Exactly right. Alrighty, fellas. Last question before we wrap up. From Rod's. Who has the harder run home, Arsenal or Tottenham? I'll run through them for you now. Arsenal go away to Newcastle tomorrow morning, I believe. Oh, uh, Sorry, Tuesday. As in tonight? I thought they played Monday. Is it tonight? No, nah, they're Maybe Monday they're over there. Monday. So, sorry, they're Tuesday morning our time. Yeah, Newcastle away, Everton home. Um, and then Spurs are currently playing against Burnley, where they're, what, one new up? As but time yeah, of reporting. Oh. What was that, Dom? You're breaking up. Burnley have had one shot, so that's a win. All right. And then their last game is Norwich. So I'm going to give my two cents in. And I said this on Friday that Spurs definitely have the easier run home. And it's in Arsenal's hands, yes. But, you know, Newcastle away is very tough. Last home game at St. James. You don't want to be playing that one. And then Everton, who could be fighting for their lives on the last day still. The Arsenal do an Arsenal and, and capitulate top four potentially. I've sort of just added that on top of the question, but I think they do. And Spurs are playing a Norwich, who are probably the worst team I've seen. Since Derby. A lot. Yep. So, <laughs> yes. Your run, much easier run, especially they're 1-0 up already. Arsenal, the ball's in their court, but... They just have to drop. I need a win, bro. They just have to drop a point, two points. I see Arsenal finishing fifth. Spurs beat them to the post, um, and Arsenal uh, just a bit unlucky. They had to beat Spurs, like you know you mentioned in take one, Paul. That Arsenal fan TV said beat beat Spurs. You're in the Champions League. 
next year. And you mentioned that. Um, big believer in that as well when you brought that up. So I'll just reiterate what you said last time of recording, even though I mean, no one ever got to hear it. Um, but yeah, Spurs run homes easier. Spurs should hang on against Burnley. And Arsenal in the danger seat, missing out on top four. Look, for, for, the, um, for Arsenal, it's one of those ones where that no one predicted them being anywhere near being in the top four. And yes, it's ultimately disappointing uh, to not make it, you know, when you're it's in your hands, but they shouldn't be overly distraught with not making it this year. Like, I think just, I don't know, it's hard because once you get back in there, then it gives you the opportunity for the wheels to get back in motion and the amount of plays you get. But this team, the squad's not ready for it either. So a year in the Europa League might not be the worst thing just to get reintegrated back into Europe. Obviously, the quicker you can get in it, the better. But, you know, to go from two years of eighth into fourth or fifth is still good progress. I think if they go make the Champions League, the group stage, they're going to see the gap between them and whoever their top seed, because they'll be a second seed. They're from pot B. That top A team will pummel them home and away. If that's a Bayern or Real Madrid, PSG, yeah, they're going to really see how far they are off where they need to be. Yeah, But it'll be good. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be good to see them back in the Champions League. Yeah, I think long term, yeah, long term will be good to get Arsenal back in because they are a historical massive club, and I'll I'll give them a lot of credit because Dame and I and you as well, Dom. The sporadic times that you've been on the pod have been overly critical of Arsenal and what's been happening, but I'll give it to Arteta. Like when push has come to shove, you know they they have adapted a style. But I mentioned this on Friday and. They didn't lose it last week against Spurs. They lost this opportunity in those three games coming, you know, off of the Southampton Brighton Palace games. And that's and nine points. Chelsea. United. West Ham. Teams in the top six, seven. But then they lose against mid table. So they just shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, but that's probably part and parcel of having a young team with that mentality that, you know, where it's harder and that's where good teams shine and that's where championships get won is when you go away to these teams or you play these teams at home that set up they find results and that's what City have been good at and what we've gotten better at because that was under Rogers, that was our problem too we drop stupid points and find ways yeah. to shoot ourselves in the feet so that's a skill and for teams to be able to play against sides that will do that to them you know, like Brighton have shown this year that they can get big points. They've beaten United, they've beaten Arsenal, they've beaten Spurs. You know, you got to go into those games think, treating it like it's a big game. Correct. Fully agree. Any final thoughts before we wrap up, fellas? Uh, buy your MND fight and NMD beanies. Yeah, I've got one on the couch. I didn't know you were wearing it. Otherwise, I would have whacked it on. I've got yeah, the last four or five in a row now. Support a good cause. Get around the big freeze game. I think it's this week, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe. That's a great... It's a, always one of my favourite games of the year. Yeah. Get around it for all the research around uh, Neil Danaher and his, his fight as well. Damo, any final thoughts before we wrap up? i got one uh, more. Oh, yeah, great, Dom. Great, Dom. Rest in peace, great. Andrew Simons. Yeah. That's what I was going to finish was, with. That was yeah. dreadful news to, to wake up to this morning. Big Roy. Comes in threes. Yeah. 
just sad to to hear the circumstances around some of it as well. It's obviously still being uncovered about what's going on there, but it doesn't sound fantastic from what I've heard. But, you know, just what an absolute legend of the sport, legend of the game. What a personality commentator as well. Just one of a kind, one in a million, to be honest. Yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting him when I was very young um, in Cairns Airport of all places. And he signed a book for me that I just scrimmaged out of my bag with a pen and he's on the back cover. So, yeah, what an absolute gun legend and an inspiration really for a lot of us because, you know, he was coming through when we were 11, 12 years old. He was a, he was a gun, absolute freak. She probably played some more test match cricket. And it's just sad that we've lost another one so young and someone can wrap, someone can wrap Gilly in uh, some cotton wool for the next year. That would be great. Yeah, look, hopefully that's the uh, the end for a while better, of better be. tragic passings. Don't put that in the atmosphere. No, Jarvis, I don't want to. It's right. just, yeah. On that note, fellas, thank you once again for another podcast. For the listeners, thank you for your continued support. As always, the link to the Discord will be in the description. So make sure you jump over on that link to get your questions in and interact. Damo is pumping out some FM content with Adelaide United. I had episode one of my St. Paulie with Paulie save go up today as well. So plenty of streams, plenty of YouTube videos. I'll get my AFL review up this week as well from round nine. So there's plenty of content coming. Dom, once again, thanks for jumping on and getting your phone camera in as well so we can viewers can finally see your face. Damo, as always, thanks for jumping in for Anytime, number 50. Man. Oh, mate, it's always nice to get the 50. Thank you very much, everybody. Remember to get in touch with us if you have any questions, anything like that. You can find me and Paul everywhere. But more importantly, couldn't do it without you, mate. So you can sign it off. And it's been a pleasure to be with you for 50 episodes. Thanks, Damo. So that closes off episode 50. Make sure you guys get all the notifications on. Get amongst all the different socials. And we will see you back very, very shortly for episode 51 of the PD Sports Podcast.